Welcome everybody. I'd like to thank each person that has come out today to support Jacob Blake and his family. Thank you. And it's going to be from Pastor Lawrence Kirby from the Ash Church of Kenosha. How's everybody doing? I can't hear y'all. How's everybody doing? It's a beautiful day in our city at perhaps one of the most difficult times we've had to face. Uh, but I want to let you know now I'm encouraged today because I see so many different types of people gathered here today. And before I pray, what I need everybody to understand is that injustice is not a white problem or a black problem. It is a human problem. And every American ought to have a problem with injustice in our nation. So I'm going to pray. If you believe in prayer, please join me by your hand. God, we thank you so much for our time together. Father, we invite your presence as we stand on this stage. Father, we ask for your strength today, that as we move forward to pressing the thing called us to God, that we would do it with your wisdom. God, today we ask for strategy. We ask that you bring unity, even now in our city and in our nation. That God, we would rally around dignity of black and brown folks in this nation. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you put breath in our bodies to stand, to fight, to protest, to liberate, and to move. So God, thank you. We pray that as we leave this moment today, that, that this is not just a press conference or a rally, but that we go into our communities, that we go into our neighborhoods, and we become the change that we want to see. God, let each one of us live a life that will bring justice in the community that we live. Father, I come against the, the, the philosophy of individualism. I pray that we embrace a community context in our nation, that we see other people as valuable, that we love and respect one another, and that we serve with dignity. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Father, we love you, and amen. amen. Today we gather in solidarity to stand with the Blake family who seeks Hashtag justice for Jacob. We need everybody, wherever you post it, on all social media platforms, to hashtag justice for Jacob Blake. This is a non-violent movement. One other thing. Um, we're going to be going into a special session on Monday. I need everyone to text Jacob to 30403 so we can get these changes going. ASAP. Everyone needs to get that out. 304. 
I come from a very blended family. So it's been very easy for me in my life to love and accept all people. Regardless of what they look like, what disabilities they may have, who they're married to, what religion they practice. what kind of job they have. But anywho, I want to send a, send a special thank you to Kenosha Police Department for showing their true colors. And I want to thank you again for recharging my melanin. Giving me all the courage I needed to speak up, to stand up, not just for Jacob, but for all the people who have not gotten justice. And since we're doing things our way today, I'm an artist, so I'm going to share some of my work with y'all. And I wrote this piece just for today. I ain't memorized it yet, so... This piece is called, Allow Me to Introduce Myself. I am the keeper. I will not sleep, and I don't need to eat. My belly is full with my ancestors' pain. I am the keeper. Now watch me. I'll say that line again. I am the keeper. Now watch me reign. Hear my roar, I am the keeper. I don't scare easily, I'm pulling up to your door. Come on. I am the keeper of all the brothers and sisters here and abroad. I am the keeper and I can smell your fraud. I am the keeper with the soul of a giant and a heart like a lion. I am the keeper with the fist of Tyson and the feet of Muhammad, a mind of Maya, and a courage like Angela. I cannot lose. I am the keeper, and I won't accept your abuse. With a face of stone and mighty warrior bones, and trust, I'm never alone. I am the keeper. With snakes for hair, I make all men tremble with fear. I am the keeper and I will not die. For 400 years, you have tried. With the vision of Harriet, I'll lead you on. I am the keeper, the judge, the reaper. Give it up for my niece, Jake Blake's little Jake's sister. Is not crying, hiding in the corner, but is able to express her young self. We choose young people. You are the future, and the time is now. Big up to the red, the black, and the green. Okay, thank you. Our next, our next three speakers will be Congressman Gwen Moore, following by Tim Mahone from the Mahone Foundation. 
and following him will be Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes. Family, we're one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And we're going to make sure that we stand up this uh, police department in this community. I am following the lead and the spiritual uh, inspiration of Julia Jackson today, because I am mad as hell. And this, but you know what? That can only distract us. I'm just here to deliver a really simple message. Let's keep our eyes on the prize, y'all. We will not be deterred. This very region of Wisconsin, I was born three miles down the road in Racine. So I know Kenosha, I have friends with your next speaker, a lifetime friend of the Mahomes, of, of your county exec, your mayor, your state senator. This is personal to me. And I'm the mother of two black men. And I shiver every time they walk out the door. Walking while black, talking while black, thinking while black. And it's time for us to pass that Justice in Policing Act, which I helped up to author in Washington, D.C. But let us not forget, let us not forget what the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said so many years ago, that we need to march on them ballot boxes until we can elect leaders and put judges in place that will love mercy, justice. And that's what we need to do, folks. Keep your eyes on the prize. We're going through the worst things we ever experienced, but keep your eyes on the prize. Thank you. We got to give a round of applause, please. We need new legislation. We need new laws. We need new bills. Get out and vote. I want to hear everybody say, get out and vote. 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 Good afternoon, everyone. How we doing? How we doing? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. How we doing? How we doing? Okay, as you heard, my name is Tim Mahone, chairman of the Mahone Foundation here in Kenosha, named after my mother and father, who worked so very hard to ensure that we had access to quality health care, affordable education. Before um, I make a few remarks, I'd like to, of course, welcome Gwen Moore, Congressman Moore, and uh, our uh, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes for being here. We appreciate having them here. Before I say anything else, one thing we have to be very clear about is the Blake family. And what I'd like for you to do for me and for all of us here in Kenosha, because of their grace and because of their dignity, let's give them a round of applause for the way that they have managed themselves in front. I can't hear you. 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 This family has traveled across the country, cameras in their face, phone calls, and they have done nothing but ask for peace and justice. So let's give them a round of applause again.
let's, let's also make sure that we pray for a speedy recovery for Jacob and that his children, that his children who witnessed such tragedy can heal. It's going to be a long road for this family. And let's make sure that we pray for them. So like, like Dr. King, my parents dedicated their lives to social justice, criminal justice reform, and ending racial inequities for black people. And like John Lewis, like John Lewis, my parents used love, compassion, kindness, and a lot of good trouble to tap into the hearts and soul to fight equality, dignity, and respect for all people. We are a community of, of immigrants. My mother was born in 1926, and blacks and Italians, Polish and Germans. We all work together to make this a better community. We all work together. But seven bullets later, we recognize just how little progress we've made in this community. Seven bullets later, we recognize that Dr. King's dream is just a dream, a dream unfulfilled, a reality unrealized. Seven bullets later, we recognize the work of my parents, Mary Lou and Arthur, must be called upon to heal this community and use love and kindness, just like the Blake family and God's intervention, to end racism, create equitable and inclusive opportunities for all people. In closing, we must challenge law enforcement to bring equal justice for all. We must challenge our elected officials to change policies that discriminate. We must challenge our corporate community to lead on equal opportunity. It's okay to protest peacefully. It's okay to be pissed off. Take your energy, take your passion, and go home. Yeah. Who's here to make change today? Over the year, change now, 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 change now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not another damn moment, but change now. sustain. And Congresswoman talked about making sure we make sure we get out to vote. 
and it's vitally important that we get out to vote. However, we have to look at November 3rd as a mile marker, not a finish line. We have to keep on going, we have to keep on fighting, we have to keep on organizing until justice is won. And so I look out into this crowd and I, and I look at the Blake family. I see resilience. I see beauty. I see hope. And I see strength. I see some of the strongest people I've ever seen in my life. But that strength is because of the years, the generations, the centuries of injustice, of pain and hurt that we've gone through. And that's not a way to build strength, but we did it anyway. We made it through some of the toughest times in human history, and we are still here today. But unfortunately, we still deal with some of the same challenges that our people were dealing with decades ago. But we're here today to say no. And when I look at this crowd, I see different races, different genders, different sexual orientation, different religions, people who are standing up all across the state, all across this country, demanding the justice that we deserve. And justice is a bare minimum. Justice should be guaranteed to everybody in this country. And so I have just hit my time. Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I was getting cut off. Um, but because I don't want to speak for a long time, like I said, this is about the family. And this is about justice. This is about making sure that people get the respect that they deserve. And I'll say one thing, too. Because if you go on the Kenosha Police website, the mission, the mission statement says, the first line, is that the mission of the Kenosha Police Department is to serve all people with respect, fairness, and compassion. I don't even say, I don't even bring that up to Buddha. I say that to say that we don't, we're not asking for much. Yeah. We're just asking them to live up to their word. Yeah. We just want them to do what they said they were going to do for everybody. Yeah. That's not too much to ask. Yeah. And so I, I know people saw some news last night. Um, we lost one of our people who played a fictional hero, Black Panther. Is the feels like the worst time ever to lose Black Panther. But in his last words to Chadwick Boseman, he said as King T'Challa and Black Panther, now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than what separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. And we must find a way to look after one another as if we were all one single tribe. And I want us to all remember those words because we are on that journey to justice to build that one single tribe. A nation of people who are committed to moving us forward, to tearing down those barriers and building as many bridges as possible. Now, now, I just want to close here because Ms. Jackson is a praying woman. I think of myself as a praying man. Sometimes I black, backslide, but I blackslide too. Sometimes I backslide. None of, none of us are perfect. But in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power. It gives us love. It gives us self-discipline. So I want to thank everybody for being here because we are not going away until we see justice. And I want you to know that I will be with you every step of the way. And when they ask what politicians are doing, we introduced the package of legislation. Now we have to demand that our legislators 
meet because the governor called for a special session Monday to take up police reform. We have to demand that the legislators respond to us. So get on the phones, get on the email, get on the internet, get on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you gotta go. I'm getting the hook now. I love y'all. I love y'all. Hold on. I know damn well y'all not gonna let this man leave the stage without giving him some love. Only hours after little Jake Blake was shot, this man to go hide in the corner, he took the mic to let you know it looked like a hit, not police work. Give it up one more time. Just so you know, because the world is watching, Tamika, after this, Tamika Mallory. Sterling Brown from the NBA, we were on the phone with him last night. The NBA is watching you right now. Let's give it up for the league that has been standing for justice. Cut the leagues, we're afraid. Next speakers. Okay, we're going to have Reverend L. He is the last minister ordained by Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. So please, give him a round of applause. I'm very, I'm very fortunate at 81 years of age to be the only man inside the Southern Christian Leadership Conference where way back in 1966 I walked into Martin Luther King's office coming from Massachusetts, went to school at Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I said, Dr. King, I want you to ordain me. And that's what he did. And his wife, his wife, Coretta King, gave me a Martin Luther King watch. I'm the only preacher. And when I saw that white policeman shooting down our beloved brother, I asked, I begged, I prayed to come here to say thank you. Not for what happened with him, but thank you for each and every one of you. Remember the words of Martin Luther King. A person should never be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Viola Nyusio, the three boys in Mississippi, I want to be able to say to you all, Continue this movement. Black folk are necessary. Black people are necessary. People who love people are necessary. And I want you to register to vote. Please register to vote in the spirit of John Lewis. SNCC was founded on my campus at and Raleigh, North Carolina. I was the one as president of the NAACP. I gave them the keys for SNCC to be founded on the campus. John Lewis is my beloved friend. And I'm giving you a message from him. Vote, vote, and take a whole lot of people with you to vote. Let me close with this. This is a story of a little boy named Theo who woke up one morning and asked his mother, Mom, what if there were no black people in the world? Well, his mother thought about that for a moment and then said, Son, follow me around today and let's just see what it would be like 
if there were no black people in the world. Now go get dressed and we will get started. Theo ran to his room to put on his clothes and, and shoes. His mother took one look at him and said, Theo, where are your shoes? And those clothes are all wrinkled, son. I must iron them. But when she reached for the ironing board, it was no longer there. You see a black woman there named Sarah Boone invented the ironing board, and Jane E. Watsonicker, a black man, invented the shoe-lasting machine. Oh, well, she said, please go and do something to your hair. Theo ran in his room to comb his hair, but the comb was not there. You see, Walter Sammons, a black man, invented the comb. Theo decided to just brush his hair, but the brush was gone. You see, Lydia O. Newman, a black female, invented the brush. Well, this was a sight. No shoes, wrinkled clothes, hair a mess, even mom's hair. Without the hair care inventions of Madam C.J. Walker. Mom told Theo, let's do our chores around the house and then take a trip to the grocery store. Theo's job was to sweep the floor. He swept and swept and swept. When he reached for the dustpan, it was not there. You see, Lloyd P. Ray, a black man, invented the dustpan. He swept his pile of dirt over in the corner and left it there. He then decided to mop the floor, but the mop was gone. You see, John Thomas W. Stewart, a black man, invented the mop. Theo yelled to his mama, I'm not having any luck, any luck at all. Well, son, she said, let's finish washing these clothes and we'll prepare a list for the grocery store. When the wash was finished, she went to place the clothes in the dryer, but it was not there. You see, George T. Simon, a black man, invented the clothes dryer. Mom asked Theo to go to get a pencil and some paper to prepare their list for the market. So Theo ran for the paper and pencil, but notice the pencil lead was broken. Well, he was out of luck because John L. Love, a black man, invented the pencil sharper. Mom reached for a pen, but it was not there because William Purvis, a black man, invented the fountain pen. Let me close out with this last piece. Theo quickly learned what it would be like if there were no black people in the world, not to mention if he were ever sick and needed blood. Charles Drew, a black scientist, found a way to preserve and store blood, which led to his starting the world's first blood bank. And what if a family member had to have a heart surgery? This would not have been possible without Dr. Daniel Hale Williams, a black doctor who performed the first open heart surgery. So if you ever wondered, like Theo, where would we be without us? Well, it's pretty plain to see we would still be in the dark. God bless you. What do y'all give it up? That's historian speaking to y'all. MLK's last to be blessed in the being a preacher man. He lives his life like that. The next man coming up is the son of the late Fred Hampton. Anybody know who that is? I can't hear y'all. Anybody know who Fred Hampton is? Please show love to my big brother. See, what I tell y'all about is...
stop coming when the blood is spilt on the ground. Put the boots on the ground before that. Friends on the ground every day with the black on the ground recycling, feeding people, making sure the community is safe. Taking care of our seniors, taking care of our veterans. So stop coming out here when blood is spilled. Come out here before that and put boots on the ground. To so my man, my big brother, the chairman of the Bucket Panther Cubs, Big Fred. Yes, sir. Hey, 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 we get this revolution there. Hey, power to the people. Power to the people. We also got this call. We say, what's the call? Free them all. Free them all. Justice for Justin Blake, Jake, Justin Jacob Blake, Justice for them all, Justice for them all. We got this revolutionary ritual we do. Say heads up, eyes open the fist clinch, y'all. Heads up, eyes open the fist clinch. Right on, right on. We honored, we honored, and we humble to be here. We have put this case of our brother, Jacob Blake, we have put it in political and historical context. Because a lot of people are confused, and it's just a case of, of uh, the police that did something messed up. But we're in the, we're in the time, we're in the climate right now. We, we clear. We got to stop being police because we got to heighten the contradictions. Being oppressed is embarrassing. So a lot of times we try to job ourselves about, we try to use euphemism to ward it down. But they say, they say alcohol is not the first step in the drug department, recognizing that we got a problem. We don't, we don't, ain't, no more, ain't, no, ain't no more using those softball words. We're in the stage right now. I said the emperor has no clothes on. It's up front. It's terrible. It's fine. Ain't no gentrification. It's land grab. Ain't no correctional centers. Those concentration camps. Ain't no police brutality. It's police terrorism. Every day it's September 11th for us. Black folks, black, the black community, we are we the OVs, not the OGs. We are the original victims of terrorism. People have been terrorized on such terms of slavery. Jim Crow. Redlining. The deal is up to Eddie. Let's seize the time. We had a climate. They don't see this crossing geographical, gender, all the lines. We got to afford the luxury to set trip. We got to connect these cases. Jacob Blake, Rihanna Taylor, George Floyd, you name it. You name it. We ain't set tripping. You know what I'm saying? Where they put their hands on? I'm Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. I'm the son of Chairman Fred Hampton, also of Corey Jerry Foreman, known as Deborah Johnson. Chairman Fred Hampton was Deputy Chairman of the Black Panther Party. He was assassinated. He didn't die. He didn't pass away. He was assassinated by the federal government December 4th, 1969, along with Defense Captain Mark Clark. And we got to start using correct terms with this here. Right on? People try to make The deal is, one of the disadvantages for us is a non-acknowledged war. Other communities, they at least acknowledge this war going down. They call them propaganda bombs. What else they call them love and hip hop shows? What else they call them war guns, war games? Ain't no war guns, ain't no war games, no war drugs. It's a war on our black asses. And as Minister Weep New said, if we don't fight back, if we don't organize, it can be found as nothing less than reactionary suicide. Right on? Let me say this for before we head out. We got to distinguish the difference. There's a difference between a riot and a rebellion. That's when somebody get locked up, they ain't saying like this, they got kidnapped. I ain't know what's his, what's his bond, what's his ransom? A war is two occupying armies. You suit up and you boot up, you get out and get out. A revolution you gain the mass and participation of the masses of the people. Right on? Ain't no neutral position in this war that weighs on us. Ain't nothing in this just for all this trapping the fence. 
everybody got to play some role. So we got them out of you. If you, if you, if you sing, we say 20 of us and sing, sing. But some other you throw some bling bling. If you rapping, poets, whatever, on the streets, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And we did this here. Hey, voting ain't gonna get us about this shit. The, the, the movements come from the ground up. Ground up, not from the top down. Let's keep that heat on the streets, y'all. Let's keep that heat on the streets, man. Real talk. What's making what's making the response happening out here? The people. And also it's up there and yeah, damn it. Hey, we say black power matters. Black power matters. The power to determine the lives of all our people. We want self-determination. We ain't talking about no racism. Yeah, then what the, the basic, the blatant contradiction. This brother get in with up with Jacob Blake as opposed to this white boy walking down the street strapped up. What's the difference? What, 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 he's a Capricorn or a Aquarius or something. What's the difference? He's a registered voter? No. We ain't racist. We realists. We got to call this shit out, man. Acknowledge it. Ain't no wrong drugs, no wrong guns, no wrong gates. One up like that, y'all. Again, we got to send the Sandinistas and say Latin America. The will of the people is greater than the man's technology. We know we're going against all odds. They said, man, they're going to kill y'all. They're going to go They're killing us already. We're about to make sure we ain't got nothing to lose about change, y'all. Let's keep the heat on the streets, y'all. Revolutionary love, respect to the family of Jacob Blake. You know what I'm saying? Revolutionary love, respect to the community. Because when you people say about the people, revolution is impossible. I'm honored. We honored. On behalf of Black Panther Party Cubs, the community, the half the family, and we stand in solidarity, y'all. Right on. We got differences amongst us out here. We don't have to be that differences. But I'm going to say this in closing. The Black Panther Party said differences amongst the people are reconcilable. However, differences between the people in the state are irreconcilable. Right on? Right on? What's it called? Free them all. Free them all. Justice for them all. Justice for them all. Power to the people. Free them all. Hold on. Get that up for the chairman. Get that up for the chairman. Get it up for the chairman. Stand up to ask the police in this town 
What gave them the right to attempted murder on my child? What gave them the right to think that my son was an animal? What gave them the right to take something that was not theirs to take? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. No justice. No justice. And we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. My son, the other day when I was in the hospital, give me a second. He, he grabbed my hand. He closed my hand. And he said, Daddy, Daddy, I love you. You know, I love you. I said, man, listen, I love you more than anything in the world. He said, well, I didn't think you were going to come. What? Man, I got in the car, y'all, and drove all night. Then my baby said, Daddy, why did they shoot me so many times? I said, baby, they weren't supposed to shoot you at all. I know, I know there's a lot of parents out here in this crowd you cannot imagine what it feels like to look at your baby paralyzed from the waist down, shackled, shackled. Where was my son going? They already put him in the bed. What was the shackle for? You understand that chattel slavery was the most diabolical thing committed on brown-skinned people in the history of creation. We suffered and still suffer because there's two justice systems. There's one for that white boy that walked down the street and murdered those two people and blew that other man's arm off. And then there is a justice system for mine. That justice system for us does not work out too well for us. We are 13.6% of the total population of this country. And 87% of us are in, of the jail population. Now, until somebody explains to me why it is seen that we are the most recipients of the government aid uh, uh, projects and whatnot at 13.6 percent it's a it's it's mathematically impossible so don't look down at yourself brown people do not believe the lie they've been lying long enough they've been lying long enough you stand up and be proud of yourself you'll be proud of the black suit you put on every day you'll be you are proud. You be proud that it's hard on us. You be proud that we have gone nowhere. We're still here and we stand strong. As I inside understand what we have to do. It's not going to be easy, y'all. 
but there doesn't need to be any more Georges. We all have a knee on the back of our necks. Every day. Every time they look at you strange when you walk into a store, you know the feeling. You know every time they pull up with those bubble gums on the back of their car, you don't know what to expect. But see, my, 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 my counterpart, Caucasian brothers and sisters, you, you are with us and we love you. We love you. But understand, until you put on this brown suit, you will never understand the fear of the bubblegum lights. But we understand still being chains if it wasn't for some, some white people that looked out for us to get us out of that bullshit they had us in. And people, good people of this city understand, if we tear it up, we have nothing. If you tear it up, then we'll have nowhere to go. I don't want you all to be homeless. I don't want you to be storeless. I don't want you not to be able to buy your sons, daughters, and grandbabies the food and the milk that they need. Do me a favor, my nation is asking you. Stop it. Stop it. Show them for one night. We don't have to tear up nothing for one night. Because it's gonna it's not gonna do any see they brought these cats in over here, back behind that fence, to put a cap in your ass. That's what they're here for. I don't want no caps no more. I want no caps no more. I want no caps no more. That's too easy for them. Why make it easy for them? They know how they feel about us. They show us every day. We're going to show them something different. We're going to stand together. We're going to unite. Hold this, sister. I'm going to stand, hold this, i got to put this up in the air. I want everybody to raise their fist. And I want you to look at your fist. When your fist is clenched, it's a mighty weapon. It's a mighty weapon. We're clenched together. We stand here together. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! I love everyone in this crowd. I can feel your love. We need to capitalize with love, baby, because they can't beat us. They can't defeat us. They've been trying to kill us a long time. But you have to deal with the reality. We know what, we know how they're coming. And we're ready for you, baby. If you want it, you can get it. If you want it, you can get it. But we are not going to stop going in the right direction. We're not going, we're, we're going to the top, y'all. We're going to the top. We're going to make legislation happen because that's the only thing that they recognize. One person, one vote. We're going to say that 10 times. One person, one vote. 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 No justice. No 
you all. The president said, has done more for black people than anybody. Well, the test results came back, and that is a damn lie. Black people have been doing more for black people than anybody. I said, President Trump has said that he has done more for black people than anybody. Well, the test results came back. Black President Donald Trump, the test came back. That is a damn lie. Black people have been doing more for black people. Let's give it up for the father of Jacob Blake. Yes, we need Nakaya. So, our niece got a little skills in poetry, and so does this young sister from around the corner. We support Kenosha, give it and step it out. Sis, please give us some of what you got. Um, my name is Nakaya Hughes, and this poem is from Mr. Jacob Blake. Um, the poem is called Seven Shots. You see, most of us know what it's like being black. So much that we can feel them seven shots the cop put in his back. I said, most of us know what it's like being black. Police brutality ain't no opinion. For us, it's just a fact. Let's see. When you get pulled over, were you trained on how to act? Put your hands where they can see them. And <laughs> where they can see them and never talk back. When their hands are on the trigger and yours sit in your lap. When your heart starts to race, man, that's how you know that you are black. And as far as we can take it all, that is our color. We were born to this racism, and it's truly like no other. You see, we be screaming Black Lives Matter, and we always say their names. But when it happens in your backyard, man, it's not the same. You see, Jacob Blake, I didn't know him, but I'm going to tell him how it is. Why was it seven shots in the car with his kids? Yeah, I said seven. That's why we out here protesting. He was fighting for his life, but he alive, and that's a blessing. To protect and serve. <clears throat> but here's the lesson. The system isn't for us, it's against us. So I'm trying to justify seven shots because it was senseless. To protect and serve. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're going to be out here fighting for justice day and night. And when we say his name, make sure you yell Jacob Blake. But let the boys be silent because he's a life that they didn't take. Thank you. somebody here from Chicago, from WTCI, a poet that everybody knows, my man again. I see him in Eaglewood. I see him on the west side. He ain't wait for little Jake Blake to get shot seven times in the back. He puts in work, and the man's name is Black Eyes. Say it loud. off my neck. I can't breathe. I said get your knee off my neck. 400 years of disrespect and inequality and it's bothering me. But you ain't listening. The only time you seem to pay attention is when I break something. But you're too blind to see that this is live on TV. Unscroll the line, straighten the antenna. Let's go back to 1619 Virginia. America. This is when we stepped off the slave ships and stepped on the auction block. Sold to the highest bidder like livestock since that moment. 
We've been playing on two separate fields to two different clocks. It got the nerve to use your stopwatch. How am I ever going to catch up to you when you've had a 400-year head start? Back then, you made it unlawful for me to read. And now, you try to make it unlawful for me to breathe. Get your knee off my neck. I can't breathe. Then in 1863, we thought that we were freed, but they denied our freedom for two more years. This is why we celebrate Juneteenth, our Independence Day. But let's fast forward to May 31st, 1921. A mob of men with white sheets and guns burned down over 35 square blocks and over 1,200 homes in what will later be known as Black Wall Street. And you wonder why the unemployment is so high in my community. It's because of that knee. Get your knee off my neck. I can't breathe. The odds have been against us since the day that we were born. And some of these races have traded in their white sheets, but for black suits, black robes, and police uniforms. Somebody, let's give God a praise. 
He's the one that gives life. He's the reason that we live, move, and have. Come on, we can get louder than that. Come on, what the enemy meant for bad, God turned it around for the good, and we're thankful today that He is alive, and God doesn't do anything halfway. We believe in God for full recovery. I'm his cousin, Ron Gasson from Michigan City, Indiana. It's been, and I'm a pastor in Michigan City, and I believe in the scriptures and I believe what they declare. And I believe when the Bible says all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. I, I believe that. But when this happened, when I watched what happened to George Floyd a couple months ago, Lord, and then what happened to my own little cousin, the question came to me, how is this going to work together for the good? How is my cousin being shot in the back going to work together for the good? Well, I'm looking around at me right now, and I see how what has happened is working together for the good. People are coming together for one common bond and one unity so that we may be able to see justice prevail in this case. See, there's, there's two words that came to mind that I believe are Siamese twins, and these words are righteousness and justice. The word righteousness denotes God's moral standard of right and wrong, what is right and what is wrong. And justice is the equitable application of God's moral standard before man. And what we've been seeing is not been righteousness and it has not been justice. So we are here today, and I speak on behalf of the Black Blake family to let you know that we are standing and we will not sit down until something is done about what's going on in the United States. We will not sit down, we will not take cover, but we'll be standing forth and standing up front in the front line. But what's powerful about it is that what has happened to my little cousin? What has happened to George Floyd? God has taken the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And the very attack and the very plot that has been placed on a group of people, the same people that plotted, are now complexed. But I guarantee you, that as a people, we will rise above racism. As a people, we will rise against segregation. As a people, we will rise. We will represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Last thing I'm going to say is the kingdom of God is not physical, but it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy. If we want peace, we have to begin to love what's right and we have to hate what's wrong. We have to have a relationship with God. People, I'm talking to you through my family, the Blakes, who have a background of spiritual faith in God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Blake family would tell you, if my great-great-grandfather or grandfather was here, he would say that we have to trust God. 
We have to believe God for a strategy against the plan and the attack and the plight. We have to trust in the Lord with our whole heart and lean not to our own understanding. When I think about little Jake laying in a hospital bed, when I think about him taking seven bullets when I saw it shown to me at work, my stomach just turned over. I began to think about Jacob and Jacob's mother. And I began to cry. And I began to say, God, what? And he says, the world at large, the world at large has marginalized me. And I am the referee that needs to call and make the calls on what needs to be done. So people, if we would all, like we are united here today, come on a united front and pray to God Almighty that God will begin to give us strategies, plans to begin to fight this evil word called racism. And God has a plan for it. It's through the change of man's hearts. He changes man's hearts. So today, in closing, I just want you to bow your heads with me for a prayer through the Blake family. Father, in the name of Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, I thank you that we are all united on today. I thank you, Lord God, that we've come with a purpose in mind, and that's no justice, no peace. But God, because you are justice, you are righteousness, we come to say today that we forgive. We forgive those that have wronged us. But God, we thank you that forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness is for us. So that we may be able to be released from the pain of the pressure of genocide. We may be released from the pain of segregation and individualism. We may be free from the pain of being ostracized and alienated. So God, we forgive on today. We thank you, Lord, that righteousness shall prevail. And we believe you for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. From the Brick family, God bless you. No justice, no peace. I need one medic. Is there a medic? Is there a medic? All right, go with him. Go with him. Thank you. Arnold, thank you. And you go. We are going to be wrapping up the soon. We have a few more speakers. We thank everybody for being here today. Um, we are just making sure that we are being consistent with time and safety. We do have a curfew tonight. So I'm going to turn it back over to Justin. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. As you know, I'm standing strong as a Muslim, but my father is a Christian man. He believes in working with everybody. My Uncle Stanley's going to come up here from the Northwestern Ensemble Choir. The Reverend Jacob S. Blake that marched with King three times allowed these young people that were kicked off the campus of Northwestern to have a home and an evening church. So we just want to say a little song real quick. We got a couple more people. You know what? I know I permit to over a while, but I'm not really thinking about that. I want to keep this love flowing. How's this love feel out there? How's this love feel out there? 
thank my honest brothers for being here to come see about little Jake Blake and to show some love. So it shows that this isn't a national, it ain't a religious, and religious has more to do about humanity. Take a listen to this, big brother. Love your flag. Step that way just a little bit, big family. Thank you. I am doing this in honor of Mother Julia, the sisters, brothers, the uncles. But um, because Pastor Blake was my spiritual daddy when I was in college, and he gave us a home, we can't go any further without honoring a woman who made it all possible. And that's Mother Patricia G. Blake. That's Jacob's grandmother who resides on the south side of Chicago. And she really wanted to be here. Mother Patricia G. Blake. And the other matriarch is Mrs. Jamie Mae Johnson. We're praying for the grandmothers as well. I want to share this so that the police will hear and the legislative leaders of our town. Mother, Grandmother Blake wanted to come and she still wants to come to see her grandbaby. And they wouldn't allow her. Let us pray for the healing for this family. And so I sing for you. Don't be discouraged. Joy comes in the morning. Know that God is nigh. Stand still and look up. God is going to show up. He is standing by. There's healing for your sorrow. Healing for your pain, yeah. Healing for your spirit. There's shelter from the rain. Lord, send your healing. Oh, 
pain and you see your tears, there is a balm in Gilead to heal our souls, healing for your souls, healing for your souls. Help me sing that. Healing for the soul. Healing for the soul. Healing for the soul. Healing for the soul. Oh, oh Lord. Healing for your soul. Let's continue to pray for the healing of the Blake family, the healing for Kenosha, and the healing of this land. Lord, send your healing. I almost wish you would have went after me. <laughs> um, I want to thank everybody for being here. Um, and supporting my brother again. I know I probably already said that, but as I'm just looking around, I just want to say thank you to everybody. The other day I shared a poem with the Panthers at the hotel. And I couldn't leave today without sharing it with you too. Not, not that in-house, nah, nah, I want that feel, nigga, black. 
That out the mud, Kunta Kente, I ain't your save, nigga black. That Nat Turner by any means necessary, Malcolm X black. So dark, he give me chills black. That down yonder and over the hills black. That say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud black. That Deontay Wilder, every day, black. That James Baldwin, unapologetically black. That wide nose, shut off the fix kind of black. That strange fruit, hanging from the tree black. That Emmett, that Trayvon, that Mike Brown, that Philando Castile, that Jacob Blake Black, that if I rule the world, I'll free all my sons Black, that we go way back like four flats, that I like, no, I love my Black men just as they are Black, just like that. We need to give my sister a round of applause. She is definitely the message that she brings. There's no question. My name is Latanya Fort. I am the oldest daughter of Jeff Fort, Chief Malik, Imam Malik. He sent his regards to the family. We are family. We want to give them peace, stand near them as much as we can, support them. May Allah make it easy for them. May Allah make it easy for all of us. We need peace. We need to show peace to each other. We need to show peace to Kenosha. Because they need that peace because they're going to have to pay up. Assalamu alaikum. Man, we got some Kenosha foot soldiers coming up in now. All week, they have been mobilizing, strategizing over at the Regiment Barber Collective. We call it the Collective now. And they have been on the front lines. We've been tear gassed. We've been pepper sprayed. And these young individuals, many of them are my former students. They were bad, but look how good they turned out. God bless the newly minted organization on the front line, Black! Thank y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of watching this movie over and over and over again. It's a badass movie too, it's terrible. I'm tired of it being played on TV all across the world. I'm tired so much of this movie that I'm starting to lose focus. And focus is important. You see, America is starting to lose it's focus. Because all week, I've been up here organizing with these young men and women, helping them to put this organization in place with the support of the Black Lives Matter Global Network, Color Change, and other national groups. 
I actually feel kind of bad speaking because I'm an organizer. Like by Rustin, I'm supposed to be behind pushing forward, but they told me to go ahead and speak, so I chose to do that. The thing is, though, when I say that we're beginning to lose focus, I'm talking about the reason why we out here. A black man was lynched on Sunday. He survived, but we started to lose focus of that, right? We got more focus on these buildings that don't breathe, they don't have a heart, they don't have a mind, they don't think, they don't do none of that. They just sit there. And our focus is being pushed towards that. They're saying that these young men and women have been violent. That too is a lie. We wouldn't be here if the police weren't violent. That's why we are here right now. I've been here with these young men and women every day this week. And every day it's been the police that have been escalating the situation. On the first day we marched, and I witnessed the police after we spoke with the mayor, after shutting down a press conference of people that didn't want to include these people, that's another thing we got to talk about. You can't say that you fought a community and you excluded part of it. So we shut down that press conference and those people came out and they spoke to us. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Not about being asked to be at a white table. They need to come to a black table. Come to the community. So after the mayor spoke with us, we had it. He walked peacefully into the building, and of course, a police officer came and turned it up. So much so that he grabbed a 13-year-old child as a human shield, tossed her to the ground, and allowed the crowd to trample over her. Then, what you think we did? We turned up. We were pepper sprayed and pushed back. On the second night, I sat here and we marched. Our crowd grew to 2,000 people. We were peaceful. Not a bottle thrown, not a brick thrown, none of that. But as soon as we get back to the park, we are immediately tear gassed and pepper sprayed and pepper balled. It was violent, and it wasn't us. And then the, sec the third day, we marched, and it was peaceful. We returned back here to this park here, and our group said, we going home. And what do you think they asses did? They came outside. And of course, everybody went over there to them. They came out when they were not needed. That's the same night that this coordinated effort, because that's what it was, y'all. This wasn't an accident. 
that happened on that third night. That needs to be put out there. Begin to push this crowd towards these white supremacists that they have just thanked, that they have just appreciated, that they have just shook hands with. I actually saw them as I was heading out of town at the gas station. They sat out there with bats and said, maybe we should go have some batting practice. So y'all know I got a, I got a car that got a little bit of bass in it, so I turned my windows down. And I, I can't say it because we on TV, but y'all probably know the song that I played as I drove by looking at them. Because we was all up here, and if they was going to have some batting practice, they could have came up. But they chose not to. Because we didn't know what was planned ahead. So the police come out in force, they angled themselves across this here in Civic Parkway. They came out with those bearcats that they had been using previous nights before, like they was playing Grand Theft Auto, shooting just peaceful people that were walking by. Because they don't get to use those things. The federal government gives those things, and so they, they, they was having fun with it too. People were just walking by, and they were just shooting people with pepper balls. People didn't even have signage. None of that. But they angle the crowd towards their bear cage and a fire. So these two people, these two opposing sides, was closed in. And unfortunately, we lost two people. Now like them buildings, those lives cannot be brought back. So I'm going to let Portia speak because, again, I'm an organizer. And what's important for me is to let the people who have been on the streets leave. She actually knew the people who lost their lives for this cause. And it is important that we also say their names. So I'm going to let this black woman who's been on the front line with her black body speak for the citizens of Kenosha. because the two guys we had, they were out here the last time with us too when we were marching and protesting for George Floyd. Good guys. One I knew personally because every day since Sunday, I've been out here. I was out here at night though, twice. I don't know if a lot of people was here, but I was the only female by myself right there getting pepper sprayed bottle stone at the back of my head fireworks hitting my face everything by myself not one man stood next to me i stood by myself except one night anthony literally came and stood in front of me while i was on my knees with my arms in the air and shielded me from tear gas he literally would not let me get none of that in my face. He just kept on going and kept coming. You need water, you good, you good. So for me, it hit because this, this 
white man I'd never met a day in my life decided to come and defend me. And it just hit closely. The two men we lost were Anthony Hubert and Joseph Jojo Rosenbaum. Those are our two guys. Those are our fellow brothers. I don't care what color they are. They were out there with us. They were out there defending us. And we want everyone to show support to their families and everything. That man left behind a beautiful little girl. They have, it's, it's, I just want everybody to understand like, they are part of us. Just like Jacob is a part of us. So if y'all gonna say some names, y'all gonna say it like y'all mean it, and y'all gonna say it like y'all care, and y'all gonna say it with y'all hearts as a whole. So when I say say his name, we gonna do Anthony first. Then we gonna do Jojo, and last but not least, we ain't gonna never leave Jacob out of nothing. Say his name. Say his name. Now we gonna do Jojo. Say his name. Say his name. And now we gonna do for our brother who we've been out here doing most of this for anyways. Cause Kenosha, y'all really got an answer for this. Take your titles off. Be willing to just serve. I'm a soldier. 
damn seat, my president gonna heat up this mic. One God. One aim. One destiny. One God. One aim. One destiny. I love being black. I love black people. Now I know y'all, some of y'all might not want to really like say that. I just got to say that I ain't up here to talk to everybody in this crowd. I appreciate people who stand up and do what's right for humanity. But I got to say something, y'all. When is enough gonna be enough? I'm talking about what just went on with Mr. Blake this week. It hasn't been a week that has went by since 1555 that a black man, woman, a child has not been killed or beat. I know we sitting around here and we praying for peace. I know that some of us want to do some forgiving. But justice, y'all, comes before forgiveness. Black man, it's time for us to stand. It's not time for us to ask for somebody else to take care of what's ours. And what's ours is our children, our women, and our family. Any man who is waiting for somebody else to come in and save him is not a man. Time out for you killing us. And we just have to sit back and we just have to accept it. You tell us how to behave when you've taken our lives. The black man is worth something. His life is worth something. And I got to say, God damn it, if you kill one of ours, it's time for us to kill one of yours. I know everybody don't want to hear that. But damn, why we the ones got to keep burying us and got to keep pleading for you to see us as being human? We ain't never did nothing to nobody. The black man, woman, and child is the most forgiving people on this planet. I'll be damned if we got to keep telling you that we don't deserve this. You know we don't deserve it. I know this is supposed to be some type of integrationist type march. I know everybody coming together. They came together in the 60s. And we ain't got shit. They came together with A. Philip Randolph now. And we ain't got shit. 
We still on the bottom. We still in the most unemployed, the most locked up, the most sick, and the most killed. I understand. And to my white people out here, I'm not going to qualify myself or lower myself to say that I don't hate white people. I should never have to say that. But I will say this. If you ain't no John Brown white man, I really don't trust you. Study John Brown, y'all. I love black people. Sacrifice. You show me what you sacrifice for, I'll show you what you love. It's time to sacrifice for black people. It's time now for us the only ones to be dying. I'm tired of us dying. I realize that we got three type of men out here, and I'm talking to mine. I'm talking to black men. Because when a black man show up, everything gonna change. I said it. They talking about they scared of y'all, but they ain't really scared of y'all. They kill y'all and still come to work. But there's only three type of black men around here. You got cowards. Whoever's praying makes y'all see him, y'all need to beat his ass. It's three type of men out here. Either you gonna be a coward, when you gonna keep sitting begging somebody to give you what you should have, or you gonna be a traitor. When you gonna keep pointing your finger at somebody who really don't care about you, wanna be his friend, bagging around, dancing in the videos and shit, or you gonna be a man? It's time for the black man to stand, y'all. It's time for the black man to stand. Black man stand. We standing, brother. We standing. Black love.